0: Right, welcome to episode 34 of the At Bat Podcast presented by War Media, where we give you our thoughts on the latest Chicago baseball news as well as take a trip around the league. I am Sao Rodriguez along with Miles Porter, and we are joined today by Gabe Wilkins, who of course you can see on War Media's open run. How are we doing today, Gabe?
1: I'm doing excellent, man. Just enjoying the holiday week, you know, and the downtime that we have to sit back, and reflect. Thank God for the blessings. Most importantly, but it's one
2: hell of a year to be a shortstop in free agency right now, isn't <laughs> it?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. How we doing today, Miles?
2: Hey, doing good. Got a got a great baseball workout in yesterday. Like a, you're texting about it. The road to the road to one fifteen. <laughs> I'm liking my exit villa right now, but I need I need more. That's just the that's just the dog in me. And uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's 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 a fun time to be a shortstop because this is uh this is pretty cool what's going on right now.
0: Yeah. No. And and uh. Gabe, uh, if you know, obviously you don't know, but Miles told me he hit one eleven, uh, you know, off you know off the bat. Ooh. So I know. So he's, he's and he said he's trying to get to one fifteen. I was like, dang! I was like, there you go, the road, the road to one fifteen, baby. The road hey, to one fifteen. That,
1: hey, that's far better than me. I ain't played baseball in a four <laughs> decade plus in a long time. I,
0: I think I think my my exit below in softball probably is probably like fifty seven. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I would love
2: to, I would love to
0: test mine, but I know it's not coming close to my
2: mouth guy. Hell <laughs> I no, I just need the league to know that I'm coming. I'm on my way. <laughs> I
0: heard that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh but man. Uh, but uh this officially kind of like kicks off our off season episodes, really like you know, us covering anything when it comes to uh trades, deals that happen. Um, and there hasn't really been much uh that has, you know, that we haven't uh necessarily covered and all that, you know, with like, you know, Tyler Anderson going to the Angels, um and, and stuff like that. But um I guess there was a trade yesterday um uh that sent Hunter Renfro from the Brewers to the Angels, yeah. uh, which is an interesting deal. Um I don't necessarily um I think it's a game changer or anything for the Angels. Um, I don't know if you guys any had any thoughts on that deal whatsoever. Uh, Gabe, do you have any thoughts on that deal?
1: I mean, the way I see it, based on the way it was described, they're very high on Taylor Ward. Mm-hmm. You already have an elite outfielder in Mike Trout. You get Hunter Winfrey over there. You You at least have a level of stability in your outfield and left, right, and center respectively with those three, especially if Trout is able to stay healthy. You add that on top of Shohei Ohtani and Tyler Anderson in the mix, I think that makes for a nice one-two punch in your starting rotation. I think that the Angels are in a make it or break it type of mode right now. They got to go all in while they can with Shohei Ohtani and Mike Trout. This is a team that has been willing to spend money throughout the Artie Moreno era since he's been the owner of the franchise, but yet it hasn't culminated in a World Series championship in the last 20 years in Orange County. So Mm. I think that's just the way for them to just remain competitive and to try and maximize this window that they have with Mike Trout and Shohei Ohtani, who is on the final year of his deal entering the 2023 season and if this doesn't work out could be a guy that the angels try and seek to trade in an effort to replenish their farm system because they haven't gotten much out of their prize prospect in joe or since he's been called up to the show so i understand why they made that move they're just seeking to compete in an al west that you know is going to have a defended champion in the houston astros that's going to be looking to wreck happy once again as well as the Seattle Mariners who have let it be known to the rest of Major League Baseball and those who are insiders that they're willing to spend top dollar on supplying supply help in that middle infield.
0: Yeah, especially in the trade market, too. I mean, they made, you know, obviously we talked about it last episode, how they made that trade for the Hernandez. And I mean, that's yeah. showing that they're, you know, serious, you know, in contending even next year. So, yeah, it, with the Angels, too, I mean, look, we, I mean, I don't think anyone could blame me for for this standpoint of like it's probably not going to work out for the Angels just because like it's the Angels, <laughs> just you know because it just it just always is man. And like th- the thing is though, the thing is also I have to understand that I, I my whole life I actually been like a I would say probably the Angels maybe like my I would say if I had like a second favorite team growing up probably the Angels because I loved Vlad, um, you know those years with Joe Saunders, you know like like you know those you know those teams, you know, that would always face the Yankees in the playoffs and lose and all that stuff. But uh, it just always – it always happens to them, man. They're always like – and it makes no sense because I feel like – I honestly feel like in, like, 20 years, 30 years, people are going to make documentaries of how this – you know, they had Shohei Otani and Mike Trout in the same team, and they couldn't even make it to the playoffs. Um, uh, So I I expect them to, like, you know – if this doesn't work out, for example, I'm sure they'll be willing to trade even Tyler Anderson because he's on a short deal three years, you know, something like that. They're going to. Yeah, yeah, they're going yeah, they to be willing to trade him. So we'll we'll see what happens. Obviously, I'm hoping for the best because I would give up anything to watch Otani and Trout in the playoffs. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, Miles, what, what, what are your thoughts on the deal and, and what are your thoughts on on the direction they're going to they're going in?
2: Yeah, you know, I think I think Gabe makes a really good point in terms of this is kind of this is kind of like a you know bolstering the that roster a little bit and trying to kind of make some sort of run. I don't think they're done in terms of making pieces, um, because you you know you 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 have a lot of valuable assets on this team, um, but at the same time, if 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 the performance is not matching up to the talent, Mm -hmm. um eventually it's just not going to work. So it is kind of a make or break a year because they do have a lot of movable assets and they do have to rebuild that farm system a little bit um, in a- Anaheim. So I'm not against it. Uh, I think, I think it's one of a few moves that they'll make because I still think that they're missing a few pieces in terms of their bullpen, uh, a couple of pieces, pieces in terms of the rotation a little bit, mm. um, you know, I, offensively, you know, I think they're, I think they're adding the piece that they're supposed to. Um, so you know right now it's just hey you know we got to add a little bit more cuz the Angels can't we, we you can't keep doing this every single yeah. year you you got you got some of the highest paid baseball players all in the same all in the same lineup between Rendon, Trout and Otani.
1: Mm-hmm. um
2: you know eventually you got to start winning or you got to you got to blow it up I'm glad you bought Randon
0: mm. because
2: Rendon has
1: to stay healthy Yeah He's a big yeah. X factor in all of this and I wouldn't be surprised if they would be in the running for one of these free agents that we seek to talk about in this week's episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I (laughs) I think, and I think like um, with the angels, you know, that when they made that deal, I'm sure they imagined that, you know, they'd be competing by now and all this stuff, especially with Rendon, but it just hasn't worked out, hasn't worked out. And a lot of people kind of not necessarily like predicted that or anything, but they always, that was always in question. I mean, with the, with the nationals he's had, you know a few injury plague seasons so it wasn't anything out of the blue um but yeah i don't know it's it's gonna be something uh like as always to watch out for because you know the angels of course have you know such great talent that you know we're hoping for the best for them that's for sure uh but this week uh we're gonna go over the top free agents um that are available and where we think they're gonna go uh with this free agent frenzy uh officially beginning and uh, like we said you know some guys have already found a home with tyler anderson uh, but all the all the big dogs still out there so um we'll just go right into it you know obviously we all know who the number one uh, free agent is this offseason and that's the man uh, from the Yankees Aaron Judge and uh, you know I'll, I'll open it up here just because mine is pretty simple I don't know what you got, I don't know what direction you guys are going in but mine's pretty straightforward um, I think he's staying with the Yankees uh, I think uh, I know that there's been some developments over the last twenty four hours with him and you know, he's he, they, I mean, he went to go talk to the Giants and everything looks pretty good. Some of the, some of the Giants players are already like, you know, tweeting I think it was Jock Peterson, uh, put on his Instagram. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like you never know. It could be he could be a giant by tomorrow or something. I don't know. But my the reason I say he's gonna stay with the Yankees is because I just don't see any other way that the Yankees give him away here, like or let him go let him go, I should say. Um I just don't. If they want to compete the next year, you know, like next year in the next few years, I just don't think that. I also don't think, and I think. Oh, I I forgot who mentioned this, but you know, Rizzo staying with the the Yankees is another thing that kind of like is another yeah. piece to that puzzle of keeping Judge. So, um, we'll see. Uh, but I think the the way that things are going, I think. Uh, besides the whole Giants thing that happened, I think he's gonna stay with the Yankees. We'll start with you, Gabe. What do you what do you think about Aaron Judge?
1: I'm going to say this before I even get into my prediction. We can't count the San Francisco Giants Mm -hmm. out for the simple fact that Judge is a native of the Bay Mm -hmm. Area. He grew up as a Giants fan. And one thing that the Giants have made clear this offseason is that they intend to spend some money. And I think that they will put the best offer on the table that does not come from the New York Yankees. The Los Angeles Dodgers are also going to be a dark horse. They cleared up 100 million in cap space. They're going to need an outfielder after non tendering Cody Bellinger. That's a route that they can decide to take, although it's been reported that he turned down 214 million, according to Ramon Carmona, Dominican news producer. So, with that said, though, I'm with you, Saul. At the end of the day, I think he's going to go back to the Yankees. We're talking about a guy who was 30. Will be 31 in April. He's looking to get a big time payday, and he means too much to that New York market. We saw him on Jimmy Fallon this past mm-hmm. week, you know, playing around and stuff. He he means a great deal to that New York City market. He's probably the biggest star that that franchise has had since Derek Jeter. And even oh, though yeah. he's yet to get over the hump, I, I think I think that he's gonna get his money, and I think we're talking about a deal where he might get slightly more than 35 and a half million annually than what Mike Tr- which is what Mike Trout gets in Los Angeles. I, I think we're looking at a deal where he's probably gonna sign for like eight years, anywhere between
2: 290 to $300 dollars.
0: hmm Go ahead, bro. yeah.
2: Yeah, I think you know, <clears throat> you know, I kind of I kind of came up with a list and I, you know, we're 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 all pretty much mentioning the same teams. I can see him going to the Dodgers because of how much they've cleared, cleared up in terms of cap space and how they got to, you know, kind of make up for what they've lost in the outfield Um and in the lineup in general, you know, judge adds a lot to it. I can also see him, see him on the giants for the same reason that Gabe talked about, you know, Bay area dude. Um I think he he would actually fit very well in that stadium. I think he would fit very well on that team. Mm-hmm. Um And, and yeah, I get, I can see him going back home because I, in in my in my personal opinion, I think one of the best things for baseball in the state of the game right now is for him to go back to New York. Um, I think the Yankees made a very smart move by being by bringing Rizzo back because that's also very appealing to Judge. Obviously, we know that you know him and Rizzo are great friends. He means a lot to the city of New York. We saw him on Jimmy Fallon, just like I mentioned. Um, so many of the pieces point to these three teams. In my opinion, I couldn't choose one if I wanted to. Um, but I think ideally he would, he should go back to New York. I think that is the ideal option for
0: him. Yeah. hundred percent. I think that's uh, the best. Yeah. I think I also, I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking too is that he's it's like the best uh, uh, option for baseball purposes, because like in, in you can't, I feel like it's so cool to have a, a yank, like the best player in baseball or if not one of the best players in baseball to be in New York and to be on the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, because as much, as much as we hate, you know, the Yankees and don't want them to win or, and all, all that, uh, you still want a villain. You still want, to, like, some guys to be on – even though Aaron Judge is the farthest thing from a villain, right? Uh, but, like, you want, you want like, a, a, that team to have a great player like that. Um, you know, and they have, they have you know, a good amount of them right now, you know, with, like, Staten and, and you know, Rizzo and all that. But, you know, you, you need a leader. Um, so we'll see yeah. what happens. But I think it's going to be, you know, that's you know – he really, he really could go anywhere. As you know, as Gabe said too, that with the Dodgers freeing up space, I think that was a, uh, a move that I was like, no way. Like that made me think, like, man, can you imagine like a lineup with Judge, Betts, you know, uh, Freeman? It's just not fair. That's, that's literally, that's as much as they've had uh, lineups that are not fair. I mean, that's, it's borderline just ridiculous. If, if that
1: happens, that. we, if, if that happens, we looking at the Major League Baseball version of Miami Heat. In the early twenty ten. Oh yeah, 100. percent Dwayne yeah. Wade, Chris Bosh, and 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 I think that's gonna cause a lot of hysteria a little bit because if I he went so, to yeah. the Dodgers,
0: mm-hmm. then
1: Mookie has to go to center, which yeah. he can play. Mookie yeah, yeah. can play all over the outfield. He can play second, yeah. but with, with, with Judge there, it's, it's that's a lot. I, I think that's too much. of mm-hmm. 214 million, ain't enough. I don't think he's gonna take that. I they, they gonna have just they gonna mm. have to um
2: increase the break. Yeah. If they won't
0: open the bank for for a judge for that. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be one yeah. of those moves that for sure pushes like a Steve Cohen from the Mets to to go out there and get someone like ASAP. Like doesn't matter who it is, Trey Turner, Correa. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that would probably that would make that would make him really like you know push him to go you know get some out there. Um. All right, so move on to uh Carlos Correa. There's another guy that you know if that happened you could get that guy. It's probably the second most uh sought after free agent in the market, um, and we'll start. We'll start with you, Miles. Uh, where do you think Carlos Correa is going to go this offseason?
2: So I can. So for all my players, I can't just pick one team. But um, <laughs> it's
0: so, hard.
2: The, yeah, it's tough. So I'll say, i the top team that I can actually see him going to is the Chicago Cubs. I think that is a very. Uh, that's a team that fits very well for him. Uh, for a number of reasons, in terms of Strowman, in terms of the fan base and how he fits in that lineup. And I think he would actually hit very well at Wrigley Field. Granted, we haven't we haven't really seen him hit at Wrigley Field against the Cubs, really. Um, but I think just in terms of his approach to the plate and his power numbers, um, I think he he fits well. He fits well in the Cubs. So this, one, this one's going to sound kind of crazy. I'm going to say it. I can see him going to the Orioles, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the Orioles. Because <laughs> you know what, I think I think this team is. I think they're like, oh snap! They kind of had a moment this year where they're like, wait, we're really good. Like we, we, our young talent is coming up. They're producing very well. Um, I think I think shortstop is, you know, kind of a hole for them. I think the shortstop played uh, exceptional this year. I forgot what his name is, but I could see the Orioles kind of emptying the bank on on Correa a little bit, kind of like a Manny Machado story. Mm. Uh you know, and kind of making a run for it because I think the Orioles do want to compete uh this coming season. I still think that I still think that they have a, so much momentum going for them and they kind of, you know, held their own against the Yankees this year, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. well hey, if they if they if they bring on if they bring on Correa, I think, you know, I think they can really make a run for it. Um, so that's my prediction. Those are my teams that I think that he can uh that he could land at. You see my vision, man. <laughs> you see my vision.
1: Yeah. You see my vision. I've been in I've been anticipating this date for Carlos Correa to hit the free agency market ever since he signed that three-year deal for 105 million with the Minnesota Twins because he had the opt-out clause after one year. And I was like, there is no way in hell mm-hmm. Carlos Correa plays that whole deal out in Minnesota. <laughs> this is a guy I think he wants to be back on the big stage. Mm-hmm. I think the Yankees should make a play for him. They can Mm. afford him, but this is not George Steinbrenner's Yankees. However, if Aaron Judge was to leave, I think he becomes priority number one if he's still on the market for the Yankees. His market is going to be very interesting. I can see the Yankees being in the running, the Cubs being in the running, the Phillies, the Giants, but the Orioles have like only thirty-five million in their payroll right now. Yeah. Gunner Henderson, the shortstop that you were referring to, yes, yeah, who lit up the league, mm-hmm, yeah, coming into the year, to the season rather, in late August, early September, you can play him in second, yep. You have Ali Rushman, and I think a lot of Yankee fans are gonna be mad when I say it. I thought that the Dodgers were the favorite. I think that they still can be, but when I really think about it, he has a relationship with Mike Elias. Came back this days in Houston, who's in that Orioles front office. That's a team that you have to consider. And if you really want to make some noise in the American League East, why not go to Baltimore? He seems like he wants to be a well-traveled man. He's played in Houston. He's played in Minnesota. I think this time he wants to have a chance to win. And he wants to be the type of guy who leaves his imprint wherever he goes. Baltimore would be one hell of a place to do it after they're coming off of a rebuild, seeking to move upward even further in the American League East.
0: No, yeah, you guys definitely brought up some good points, especially when it comes to the Orioles. I mean, that's a spot that a lot of people have actually talked about Korea going to. That's, actually, I mean, that's a good spot. I mean, that would be, and, and I'm not, you know, going to say who exactly, but I have do have a couple of other guys that could go there on my list for sure because they are in a good spot. Um, to pick up a, a free agent that would be you know their leader or you know their you know their main piece in in this rebuild Um, so for me pretty straightforward and as as Miles said you know the first team he said with Carlos Correa uh, is the Cubs and I think that's the one guy that they're eyeing and I think it's one guy that I think when it's all said and done it's it's gonna I think it's gonna happen because look I know a lot of a lot of people think he wants that eight year deal and the Cubs aren't willing to go there. I think he's going to have to take it at some point. I think some teams are not going to want to, you know, pay for as much because I heard that um, the what he wants is, quote, enormous amount. Yeah. So um, there might yeah. necessarily not be a team that want to give him that much for that long. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they if it is if there is a team like the Mets or something. I'm not surprised. But um, the thing is, I just think that, you know, the Cubs got to make a move sooner rather than later. And I think this would be a perfect move for them when it comes to leadership, when it comes to uh um, you know, stardom, a guy like this, I think would change the whole roster and uh, you know, give him a give him a shot, you know, uh, you know, real soon as well. So, you know, it's we you know, and we talk about it all the time is that Cubs need a lot of uh, help in, in when it comes to pitching, when it comes to their lineup and everything, but gotta start somewhere. And I think if they get career, it's a good move it's a, it's a good move to to jumpstart their, you know, their, their roster. And, uh, um, I mean, yeah, I think I would, I, you know, I also be lying if it didn't think there's other spots that he could go, but I know I've heard that the twins are going to really go all out for him. I don't know what that means, but they do, they have said, you know, they're, they have a wealthy owner, right? So he's going to try to give them a record deal for them. Um, I don't know, you know, if that's going to, you know, make, you know, make him go there. I don't think it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just I just haven't really heard that much uh traction with other teams compared to uh the Cubs necessarily, uh, just because of how much reporters have said they like to the fit for Korea there, and uh, just kind of how like Korea's almost like flirted with the fan base in the last like couple years too, like on Twitter and stuff. He'll he'll say stuff uh towards Cub fans, so yeah, that's that's what, you know, where I think he's gonna go. Um, I think that's so you know, because I know a lot of Cub fans are like, oh, let's get this and. And this is, again, not a spoiler for my list. I'll, I'll just let you know straight up that I, this is the only guy that I think is going to go to the Cubs. Um, A lot of people, you know, want, oh, like, get Rodon and, and Correa. I think it's, I, I don't know, not necessarily greedy, but uh, we got to start somewhere. And I think just get, start with one guy uh, for now. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, obviously, as a Cubs fan, you hope that they go out there and, and get a couple guys. But I think just Correa is going to be, the the first one they get.
1: If they give him a multi-year deal, that is something to monitor. And I'm mm. glad you bring up the multi-year deal aspect. Mm. That's why I believe he did opt out because he mm. was not able to get that multi-year deal from any of these other teams. Yeah, and I think a lot of fans are confused because I have a friend of mine who says, "Well, he's going to get one. He's 28, but these teams think differently. Now. They don't like to give out these big deals anymore like they once did for seven mm. to eight years." Robinson Cano is a prime example of a reason why a lot of teams don't want to do that when he went to Seattle about several years back. Mm-hmm. So if he is able to get that, which I would not be surprised if the Cubs offered, he probably wouldn't have any any reason to turn that down. Mm-hmm. The Orioles could offer that as well, but I don't believe he would want to take that type of offer in a small mm-hmm. market. But if he's able to get something within, like, three to four years or seven years from the Cubs, he'll take that. But if it's three to four and no one else is offering that long-term deal, I could see a whole bunch of teams coming into play.
0: Yeah. And that's what I was thinking is because like, I think, I'm sure there's plenty of teams that are willing to give that long, longer deal with the long, with the more money, but I don't think it's the team that he want he would want to go to. Right. Absolutely. So like, for example, the twins, I'm sure are willing to pull out all the stops, you know, give them a seven, eight year deal. I mean, that would be, you know, the, a great move on them on their part. But yeah, I think he's gonna run out of options. I think that that's what it's gonna come down to. And I, that's why I think that the whole money thing too will not be an issue in the future as well for him and or for the Cubs, I should say. I don't think they're gonna have to like, you know, uh pay what he wants necessarily just because of the you know, his limits are gonna or his sorry, his his teams are gonna be limited at some point. So uh moving on now to uh Trey Turner, which is probably the second some would even argue uh the you know, like the top shortstop out there just because of his talent, how good he is. There's a lot of things you could look at with uh, compare and contrast with Correa and Turner. Um, well, we'll start with you, Gabe. What do you think uh, Trey Turner is going to go uh, this offseason?
1: Talk about a bad champ. We're talking about a guy that has speed on the base path, mm-hmm. a guy that's a silver slugger. It's been said that he wants to go back east. It's been said that the Giants have money to spend. The Mariners have made it clear that they've in contact with his reps and so forth. He's going to have a very expansive market similar to Carlos Correa. He has a projected market value of $33.6 million. So we're talking about an expensive target. The Phillies are the reported favorite. They are a team that, as we know, failed two wins short of capturing the World Series, won a National League pennant under Rob Thompson, who took over from interim manager and became the manager with that run. I think he's going to Philadelphia. And I, I'm going to tell you why. Relationships matter. He wants to be back out of East. Who did he start his career with? The Nationals. Who did he play with when he was with the Nationals? Bryce Harper. What did Bryce Harper do when he left Washington as a free agent? He went to Philadelphia. Trey didn't have that option because, unfortunately, he was traded. But now that he does. I think that's where he ends up, but I would not count out the Seattle Mariners as a dark horse for his services or the Giants because these teams on the West Coast have more resources than a lot of people give credit for, and they will do whatever it takes to spend in an effort to win.
0: Go ahead, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I I agree. I'm actually I'm actually you know kind of just going over the roster when it comes to the Phillies. Um, and I think he kind of fits like a glove on that team for pretty much every reason that Gabe just said, going back to the East, um, where where he started playing with Harper again, you know, getting, you know, being on a team that, that I that I think is gonna pretty much fully send it going into next season. Um, you know, along with playing that middle infield with Bryson Stott and 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 Muno Sosa. Um, I think that works out well. I really do. And you know, I think the Mariners are also a very fair game as well. Um, but I really can see him going to the Phillies and kind of adding to what already so much momentum that they have going into the next season. Uh, really, I don't see any reason why Trey Turner doesn't doesn't go to the Phillies. Um, I think it fits perfectly on that team.
0: No, yeah, 100%. I mean, that's, that's the team I think is my number my number one spot for him. Uh, um, but I also think that another option for him would also be like the Giants. I think like it kind of fits almost the same as kind of what yeah. you were saying gave yeah it kind of seems like it you could almost compare almost the same things but when it comes in because it was on the dodgers and all that yeah. um and um i just think it would be make it interesting because that's you know the giants are obviously trying to start something too over there and to have a star like him people have obviously mentioned correa with the giants as well and darren judge with the giants and all that um so if they can't get a judge if they can't get a correa that you know just Trey trade turner trade turner is not a obviously a uh, um, a consolation prize i mean that's that's as good as it gets so yeah. um that is definitely uh, a couple of spots i know the phillies i think for sure is going to be a spot where he lands just because yeah i all everything that you said you know even even um you know the the fact that you know a guy like the kyle schwarber who you know like who was who playing in in dc as well um yeah. you know that's gotten along well with harper um and who has a great bond now with hoskins Like, guess there's so many there's so many different dynamics now with the phillies uh and the fact that they went to the, the world series um really boosts their chances now too because you know uh, players are going to be like they're not only are they serious uh but they have you know been there they have been to the world series so they're they they, they have uh they can back up all the talk so that's, yeah. that's where we think uh he's gonna go uh so we'll move on now to uh the, the best pitcher available on the market, and that's Jacob deGrom. Now, going into the offseason, a lot of people speculated, you know, kind of the same thing with Aaron Judge, right, that they thought Jacob deGrom is going to go to the Braves, you know, because he's from Georgia. Um, but I feel like those talks have kind of quieted down. I think that the that the rumors have been that the, the Braves are not uh, willing to, to pay as much as deGrom wants, who knows though? That could be just a strategy or something like that to see you know what what he will take or what he's willing to take or who's willing to talk to. Um, but we'll start with you, Miles. Where do you think uh, Jacob Degrom is going to go this off season?
2: Yeah, for Degrom, I'm kind of leaning towards the Dodgers a little bit. Um, I can maybe see the Yankees. You know, you know, kind of pushing towards him. I could I could also see him in Texas as well. Um, kind of between these three teams, I think you know. He would kind of bolster that that rotation um, in Texas and kind of give them that push that they need and kind of put them in a more competitive aspect of playing in a very, very, well, I guess not very competitive for the most part, but kind of a tight division. And when it comes to the West, aside from the Astros, I think every other team besides that has played a lot of mediocre baseball over the past few years. So I think he could help that team uh, get over the hump, maybe three years, like 120 million or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, depending on what the Dodgers want to do in terms of who they are willing to land and who they don't land, I can also see him going to that team. Um, just because I think, you know, the the Dodgers have made it very clear that they're a team that they're going to fully send it on a player, give them the money that they want, um, in order to, you know, to kind of finish a season. This is a team that has made it to the World Series on multiple occasions, has had multiple winning seasons. Um, and either you know sometimes the rotation breaks down a little bit or whatever the case may be, they don't make it to the World Series. I do believe that Jacob DeGrom kinda adds that that it factor and kind of helps them get over that hump for the most part. So those are the teams that I can see.
1: I wish I was this dude's agent because I would have so <laughs> many questions to ask. <laughs> I think the Texas Rangers are a legitimate player. I think the Texas Rangers are a team that is hell-bent on getting two starting pitchers, two starting aces, shall I say, to join up with Martin Perez, who they just locked up to a short-term extension down in Texas. However, I will proceed that with caution because Globe Life Field is a hitter's ballpark. Most pitchers that go to Texas, even most pitchers who go to Texas that are aces, and go on big money deals typically don't fare well down there because the ball flies out of that ballpark. And I've heard guys like Joey Gallo talk about that, who played there for a short stint, even though that ballpark is only a couple of years old. That's something that you have to monitor. The Dodgers will be in the running for a starting pitcher. I do believe they'll be in the running for Jacob DeGrom. I think they'll be among the favorites. I would not count out Atlanta as well. If they would want to send a message to any team in the National League East. I would think it would be the team that he's played for and came up with in Queens, and that's the Mets. Why not do it? But I, I'll say this on that. If he's playing for money, he will go to Texas. If he's playing for a ring, he will go to the Dodgers. I think those are the two teams that it will come down to. I think the money will be around the same ballpark range. You're talking about three years to $130 million, 130 million. $40 million tops with him. And had it not been for the elbow and forearm problems, he could have got some Gary Cole type of money. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. But I do believe that it's going to come down to the Dodgers and the Rangers. It's just a matter of what he wants. I don't know if the Dodgers will be able to give him the money that Texas is willing to. And if that's what he wants, he'll go mm-hmm. to Texas. If he wants to win, he'll go to the Dodgers.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's a it's a good point because I think a lot of people still think, I've seen a lot of people still say, oh, DeGrom going to get 300 mil or whatever. And I just, I don't see it. I don't, I don't, I and that's not to say that, you know, his talent doesn't deserve it because his talent does deserve it. You know, when he plays, when he pitches, he's obviously pitching for like, you know, you could argue 400 mil. I don't know what you want to say, but, uh, but it's just the fact that he's not on the field that much. And it's, and we've said it on this show and we say it all the time is, you know, the Mets are only as good as, 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 you know, when Jacob DeGrom, J, J, excuse me, Jacob DeGrom is on the field. And I've said it, you know, I said at the beginning of the season, if Jacob DeGrom is not healthy for, you know, at almost, almost at all, um, then then the, you know, the Mets aren't going to go too far. And, you know, he pitched enough for them to, you know, get there and, and all that um, to the postseason but he wasn't even fully healthy in the playoffs. And that's, you know, regardless of what his pitching performance was in the playoffs, you know, if you want to attribute it to his health, whatever, um, I'm sure they still want to bring him back. I think that's why me personally, I think he's going to return back, but I do see plenty of options. Like the Rangers, as you said, Um, also wouldn't be surprised if say like the the giants aren't on that too, because um, I mean, that's another, another team that, you know, could also use pitching as well as just, you know, an offensive leader and all that. But um, you know, I think it would have been really cool if he went to the Braves. And I think that, I think if, if, you know, talks got a little hotter with him and the Braves, I would have picked the Braves, but yeah I just think that it is it does kind of make sense that the that the the braves one won't pay that much two they are you know they probably can't I think it kind of makes sense because they've already paid a lot of guys and and rightfully so i mean they I don't blame at all like they've they've put their money exactly you know where it belongs but um yeah i mean I, I think at the end of the day, I think he'll return to the match just because uh, one Steve Cohen is willing to pay for what 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 uh, Degrom wants, and also just because I don't think as a Mets fan, I don't think you see yourself winning without a guy like Degrom, especially if you can. And also be one thing if like there was plenty of guys out there on the market, um, and, which there really isn't a lot uh, when it comes to like DeGrom's stature. You know, I mean, you got the Rodons, and we'll talk about that and Verlanders, but yeah, I think Degrom is the guy for the Mets. I think that's you know where he would stay. Um, all right, moving on now to another shortstop, and that's Xander Bogarts um, from the Red Sox. Uh, we'll start with you, Gabe. Uh, where do you think Xander Bogarts is going to go this offseason? Man,
1: we're talking about the most considered consistent hitter among all the shortstops in the game. I mean, he's posted at least a 128 OPS plus in three out of the last five seasons, and he's done so five consecutive seasons for the Red Sox. He's the only shortstop to do that. Next year, Marcus, age 30 season, he opted out of a three-year, $60 million deal. I think he's looking for long-term security. The Red Sox are going to be in a tough spot without him. If he does leave, Giants and the Phillies, I think, will be in the running, as well as the Dodgers. The Twins and the Braves could also come into play, because if the Twins aren't able to get Carlos Correa, that could be a guy that they could seek to spend Mm -hmm. some money on on a long-term deal. I think he's going to be looking for anywhere between seven to eight years on his deal. Angels as well. Cubs, I, I think, are a team that needs to be in the running of Mariners. He's the toughest guy for me to find a ballpark for because I feel like he's yeah. going to be one of the last shortstops to make his decision. I don't think he's going to be as highly coveted as Carlos Correa is and Trey Turner is. But with all of that said, I I think the Red Sox will resign him. I really do. They 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 have $100 million to burn, even though the way that they've spent money lately has posed a lot of questions. They haven't been as, as willing to spend money. Ralph Devers is trying to get $300 million out of them right now on an extension. He's not having any luck doing that. I don't think he will going forward. But I think Xander is going to go back to Boston because if he doesn't, they have a large hole looming there, short, and I don't know how they feel that.
2: Yeah, I think um I think there's I think you made a really good point in terms, especially especially with the with the with the twins and the Braves. Um Yeah, the twin the twins have a bit of a hole to fill, and I think I think the AL Central is still Sort of up for grabs at the moment. I think each team is kind of start they're they're establishing what they want to do next year. I think the White Sox are going to want to compete next year, without a doubt. Um, I I I think the Guardians are going to be right there as well. Um, so depending on what the Twins want to do, I think it would make sense for him to go to go to Minnesota. But at the same time, I do look at the Red Sox. Um they have been kind of stubborn in terms of what they want to do financially with, with every single player right now. Um, and, yeah, yeah, with Rafi Devers, that's a great example. I just – I think I think for for any sort of long-term success in terms of leadership, uh, in terms of guys who consistently produce and showed their good professional baseball players, um, especially some at the top of the game like Xander Bogarts, I'd be, if I'm the Red Sox if – I'm, if I'm a Red Sox fan, I'm disappointed. This guy's not back on my team. I'm pissed. Like, like you said, Gabe, that's a hole. There's a big hole in that, in that position. And if you're not willing to bring back Xander Bogarts, you're obviously not going to go for Correa or Turner, in my personal opinion. No. Um, so, so like, yeah. So it's like, who? so exactly how are we going to fill that hole? Um, who are we going to be able to look forward to in terms of the future prospects, um, in terms of bringing in sort of, you know, filling that hole? Um, and the Cubs, I think I could also see him going to the Chicago Cubs, Um I know I wouldn't put them at the top of the list for, I wouldn't put them at the top of the list for teams I can see him going to, but I can also see him going there. Um, I'm also very curious to what they're going to do extension wise with Horner and Hap. Um, I haven't I haven't exactly talked about that specific aspect yet, but I think the Cubs um, need to make decisions with with those two guys soon because those are two key players. Um, not only are they going to impact the Cubs going forward, but they're also going to impact who else that the the Cubs are going to bring around them.
0: Yeah, no, and, and you know what's funny is that I thought I was being original with uh picking my picking the twins here, uh, but uh Miles got me. <laughs> Miles my, got me. I'm not gonna lie. No, but I so I had a couple. So I had a couple. So uh, Xander Bogarts probably I would say, I think Z- that was my first out of the box pick to pick him going to the Twins because I, I don't think they're gonna get Korea, uh, but they want to get someone, and I think they can get someone. It's just not gonna be the guy that necessarily that they have top of the list. So I think Xander Z- Bogarts Xander Bogarts goes to the Twins. Uh, It's either that or the Orioles. Um, I think that's a guy that if Correa, you know, you know, they can't. Yeah, if Correa can't go to uh, the Orioles when it comes to money or anything like that, because I think I think Bogarts. Don't get me wrong, he's a great player, and I think his bat's gonna last uh, as a DH. Um, But I think uh, I think when it comes down to it, he's probably gonna be a little cheaper than uh, than Correa and guys like that. So. in guys like Turner, so I think uh, Bogarts has a, a good chance of going to a team like that that's kind of willing to turn the page now and get a leader, just like the Orioles and just like the Twins. So, we'll see. Uh, we got another shortstop, too, in Dansby Swanson from the Braves. Uh, we'll start with you, Miles. What about this time around? Where do you have uh, the shortstop going this this offseason?
2: Back home, back to the Braves. That's it. There's no other team that I can see him playing on. I don't see I, – I, you and I talked about this before the show today, is that, you know, for me, I'm going to stay set on the Braves, but I think that there's there's always that small possibility that something goes wrong, and we see him on another team. We saw with Freddie Freeman. Um, but I just don't see a reason why he doesn't go back to Atlanta. I think this is a team that has also locked up a lot of the young guys, and they kind of kept that core together for the most part, excluding Freeman. Um, going forward, I don't see why you don't. Why you don't have uh? Why you don't have him on the Braves? I really don't. Uh, I think he 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 loves the city of Atlanta. He loves that organization. Um, what he means to that team is, is is so vital. You know, obviously you have Albie's and you have Acuna, um, but for the most part, you need Swanson in there as well because he's 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 such an, a key part of that core going forward. Um, I can't. I, I physically cannot envision him on another team besides the Braves because I think he's almost like Mr. Brave to a certain aspect. Um, So I'm going to stick with Braves, but, you know, anything can happen in
1: 2022-23. You know, I got some numbers for you guys to keep in mind because I know he likes Truist Park a lot. By the numbers, he slashed 304, 362, 492 at home compared to 251, 298, and 405 on the road last year. Mm -hmm. And that was a career season for him. He's the only piece as well that is on the market in Atlanta's infield is Matt Olson, Ozzy Albius, and Austin Riley are all locked up on multi-year contracts. Yeah. What yeah. better way to send a message to the hometown kid that you want to keep him by giving him a nice multi-year contract within the ballpark of 150 to 165 million dollars? If it's one thing that I give the Braves credit for. They take care of their hometown talent in a manner that's akin to the way that the twins did when they were winning Central Division Championships in the mid-2000s with Joe Mauer and Justin Kubu and those Mm -hmm. guys. So I, I don't expect anything different, especially when they inked Michael Harris to an extension before he even captured Rookie of the Year honors. That's just what they do. I could see other teams being interested, like the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Cubs, the Mariners, the Phillies. And I would even include the St. Louis Cardinals in the mix. But I don't see the lieutenant going outside of his home state either. I believe that the Braves are the place for him to be. They made it clear that they wanted to keep their core locked up for the long-term future in order to continue competing, not only for NL East division crowns, but pennants in World Series championships. It feels like the 90s again in Atlanta. And I think Dansby Swanson is a part of that, even though if he does leave, they have a guy in Vaughn Grissom who could easily feel his shoes, if need be, who Ron Washington and Alex Anthopoulos really believe in.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And I agree with especially what Miles was saying, because we were talking about this before. Uh, we came on and uh yeah and, and miles made a good point because i think he mentioned something about the dodgers too as well and how like he would fit there like with you know freddie freeman and all that but i would say for me actually is real close to la it's san francisco i think uh i think if he doesn't go back to the braves which i can 100 percent see that too gave i could see him going there and taking like a hometown discount as well um i think i could see him going to san francisco just because again it's kind of like the uh, kind of like the, with the Orioles or kind of like with the Twins is is that you know and it, and it sounds kind of wrong to say they ran out of options because these guys are good players but it's like when it comes to the type of players they want they're going to run out of options right because there's so many guys that are going to be going to different places and you know preference and also if they get Aaron Judge I don't necessarily think you'll get a Dansby Swanson or a Correa as well to go there right I mean that's just me but I think Dansby fits the the type of style of baseball that the Giants play. Um, especially if they want to get back to winning and in, 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 in the way that they've have won championships, uh, last decade, you know, stuff like that. So, I think he's a great player, and I think uh, he'll be he'll make his home, uh, he'll be right at home with the Giants, uh, ultimately there. Uh, so I think we'll move on now to the uh to the pitchers. Now we had a couple pitchers, um, uh, you know, after Degrom that are going to be um, sought after as well, and Carlos Rodon, Justin Verlander. So we'll start with Rodon. Uh, uh Gabe, who do you think? Uh, he's gonna pick up uh, Carlos Rodon there.
1: I would love for him to come back on the south side. I tell you that yeah, much. That was my guy. <laughs> it's Carlos Rodon, man. I always believed in him, even in spite of the injuries. You know, he always possessed top tier talent. Glad to see that he's getting the chance to cash in on it after having an All Star year once again for the second straight season out by the Bay of San Francisco. With all of that said, I could see the Giants seeking to resign him to the deal that he wants and. In- has worked very hard for it to earn and went through hell and back to get. But Texas, I, I see Texas in his future. I think Texas is going to make him an offer that he can't refuse. And I believe he might be one of the last guys to sign. I think that the Grand Market is really going to dictate not only what Carlos Rodon signs, but how much he signs for. Because I think out of all these pitchers, he's probably going to get the biggest payday.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think I think, uh, think we got a few teams right now, and I look at the Mets specifically when they got three starters. I think in free agency with ground Bassett, and Taiwan Walker, um, I can see them. I can see them emptying the bank a little bit on on Rodon. Um, I think I think Scott Boris is kind of curious to how much money Steve Cohen can give, you know, some of his clients. Um, so I, I can see that for sure, and you know I can see him on on the on, uh, on Texas as well, kind of kind of uh, Perez and Lordozy in that rotation. Uh, going back to what I was saying earlier with the Texas Rangers kind of playing in, in, a, in a division where, aside from the Astros, a lot of these teams are kind of playing neck and neck. I can, I can see that move kind of pushing them, propelling them um, into a more competitive playing style, especially from, you know, getting more innings out of the starters, feeling more confident in the bullpen. Um, you know, for me, it's, it's the Mets and the Rangers, um, but maybe the Dodgers as well.
0: Once again, Miles out here robbing my picks, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Once again, once again, Miles is out here. No, but I picked the Mets too. I I picked the Mets too, man. I, I, one of is the, the main team I think he's gonna go to because I think, uh, um, I think that they're not gonna be able to get, um, or I should say this is that I if, if in a scenario where Degrom doesn't go back, right? Because I don't think they're gonna get Degrom and Rodon. If they if which I mean I'm not saying they can not because they can obviously, uh, but. Uh, if they don't get a DeGrom to go back, if he does go to Texas, if he does, you know, make a move somewhere like that, I think that they'll get Rodon. They're going to need to get a pitcher, whether it's a Rodon, whether it is Verlander, as I was going to, I'm going to mention as well. Um, I think he either goes to, to the Mets or to maybe even like a team like the Orioles as well, because I think that it's another a team that's, you know, ready to go and, and he, that would, he would be a great ace to build around. And they got the, the, the money to do that as well, to build around him, um, so, yeah, I think uh, he would be a great move for the Mets to be like their new ace if they can't, you know, keep DeGrom. Um, and they obviously have other complementary pitchers, you know, to go around there as well. So we'll see what happens there. I mean, I know uh, Taiwan Walker and Chris Bass is still looking for a home, and who knows that they might also resign, resign there. But we'll see what happens there. Uh, we have actually one more guy before we uh, hit the road. So we got Justin Verlander. Um, and we'll start with you, Miles. Where do you think uh, Justin Verlander is going to go?
2: So I could I could possibly see Verlander re-signing with the Astros, um, but I could also see him as a good fit in Los Angeles. Um, I think he, this is a player in his career where not only is he still you know performing to uh, in in a, in a peak level that you can't mm-hmm. even you know we're not we're not seeing we're not seeing really anyone right now pitch as well as he is, let alone at his age. Um, I can I can see him as a good fit. Uh, in LA for for a couple of reasons in terms of you know kind of kind of adding to that depth of of the bullpen um, you know kind of making up for some lost ground offensively then don't land some of the players we mentioned offensively Um, you know I can I can really see him with the Dodgers and kind of propelling that team as well going back to what I was saying earlier the Dodgers have kind of struggled with finishing the season and, and and performing well in the playoffs and you know Verlander's no stranger to, to his struggles in the playoffs. Obviously, we saw him in the World Series, that's that's no surprise there. But I think I think that that scenery for him um, would fit very well in terms of what he's trying to get out of and, and being energized um, by by an organization. So I think the Astros or the Dodgers are you know some of the top picks that he can that he can go with and you know continue to perform well.
1: You know, even though I always remember Justin Verlander being a nemesis to many White Sox teams during his days in the Motor City with the Tigers, he found a second life in Houston and a home in Houston. And to be able to capture two World Series there, he had a hell of a run there. But I think it's come to a close. I really do. And I think they agreed to mutually part ways. With that said, I think it comes down to two markets for him. I think it comes down to Los Angeles with the Dodgers, as Miles alluded to. And the market that you guys have been talking about and the team that you've been talking about that's going to be adamant to spend money, and Steve Cohen is the owner of the New York Mets. And that's the team that I believe he decides. I believe that Cohen will give him the bag, but it'll be on a relatively short deal. We're talking maybe two, three years, 100 million maybe like an opt-out after the first couple yeah. of seasons, just to stay safe. But I think that's the guy that they will seek to get and pair him besides Max Serger, is the one-two punch mm-hmm. out in Queens.
0: Yeah, 100% agree. That's one of the teams that I had as well. I think oh, for me, actually, I'm quite the opposite Gave when it comes to uh, where I think he's going to stay at, or go. I think he's going to stay with the Astros ultimately. Okay. Uh, I just think that, uh, he, I think, I think he did, like you said, he did find a second life that I think, uh, you know, so I think he's going to be willing to stay there to end his career. Um, but if he does not, um, the market for me is, is, is similar as well as you said, the Mets, but for me, I would say one other option would be also the Yankees. I think that, um, mm-hmm. as as, yeah, because I yeah. think that that would be, um, a real, you know, uh, help for the Yankees starting pitching as as they've had um you know not it's and it's also for the yankees when it comes to the postseason it's not always injuries as well as as you know as you know it it was for their lineup in the you know but the pitching is not always about the health it's always so how much you have and i think that a guy like verlander would be a great help and a great uh one-two punch with cole and it would really, you know, if they kept Judge, for example, I still I still think they can get go out there and get Verlander because he's not going to, I don't think, as much as Verlander's probably going to get a record deal for a guy his age, it's probably not going to be a ridiculous amount to where, like, they can't afford it compared to if they get a judge yeah. or whatever it happens. Yeah. Um. So I think Verlander goes there. And uh, if he doesn't stay with the Astros, which is probably my first pick, because I think the Astros are willing, you know, they could have a chance to win next year. So, I mean... uh. If they want to keep it going, and I think that you know they would keep him. But Astros can obviously go in multiple directions because they can get a lot of guys in general. Though one thing no, we got to keep in mind with Justin, about- oh, though, oh I-,
1: I say this real fast. One thing we got to keep in mind with Justin, though, he married the Kate up. She is a mom. <laughs> New <laughs> York, LA, there's a yeah. lot of opportunities out there. Houston is a lot True. different. So I-, I mean, lifestyle does matter to a lot of these guys. We saw Zach Miller a couple years ago turn down more money from the Chicago White Sox to go to the Philadelphia Phillies because his wife said she wanted to be on the East Coast and stay on the East Coast after mm-hmm. he left the New York Mets to go there. Those are things that you have to consider in, in, in this business. As much as mm-hmm. it's about the baseball stuff, it is also about
2: off-the-field lifestyle, too. That's a, That's really the point that I was going to... part of the point that I was going to make. Um, I didn't even think about the Yankees. And, and, and when you think when, when I think about the Yankees historically... They do sign older players and invest Mm -hmm. a lot in these players, um, you know, expecting a lot of good performances. We've seen it work out. We've seen it haven't, we've seen it not worked out, but I can see that happening for sure. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. New York is, New York is New York. New York is awesome. Who doesn't want to play at a Yankee stadium on, on the big lights in the big city? Who doesn't want to do that? Same for the Mets. So I think, I think that's a good point that that was made. Um, I could definitely see him on the Yankees or, or the Mets for, for a multitude of reasons. I think he fits both of those teams. Um, and then, you know, it's, you know, it's New York. I keep, I keep saying that New York is incredible. Um, and with the Yankees, like I said earlier, they, they do invest a lot in older players. They don't give up on someone after 35 years old or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, I think, I think that was a good point. I didn't even think about that.
0: Yeah, and, and Gabe, I didn't even think about the fact that, you know, the Kate Upton factor there. That's a good point, too. Right, <laughs> in, yeah, yeah. In sense, you got to right? think
1: about that stuff, man. The yeah. lifestyle matters, man. And when these guys are married, they make choices yep. a lot of times based on how the family feels. Yeah,
0: yep. that's true. Uh, but no, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Uh, I thanks go to guys. Detroit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah true. Yeah. But he was drafted there. <laughs> true, he, was. Yeah. <laughs> he was. He <laughs> was. That man. is true. That is true uh oh, but yeah we'll, we'll wrap things up for this edition of the at bat baseball podcast i want to thank uh, miles porter and gabe wilkins for joining me uh for this uh free agent frenzy slash thanksgiving edition uh hope everyone enjoys their week and o- hopefully everyone eats up and has great thanksgiving guys thanks for joining me thank
2: you